Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, going to be doing something completely different and potentially a little ambitious, and that's uh, interviewing NYC GOAT. Um, and here to join me and help me do so is the entire team themselves. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coordinating, coordinating this time with me and joining and hopping in. And let's just go ahead and get started with introductions, uh, starting with you, uh, Justin. So my name is Justin Bosch. Uh, my number is 99, and I've been playing on GOAT for two years when we started the team. Uh, my name is Luis Velas, number 65, and two years on the team since it started. Hey, I'm uh, Dan O'Hara, uh, number 32. I've been on the team for one year. Hi, I'm Andre Martin. Been on the team for two years. I'm number nine. Hey, guys, I'm Spencer Lopez. My number is 59, and I've been on the team for two years. <clears throat> How you doing? My name is Edgar Fox, number 12, and this is my first year season with the team. Nice. And so, um, if I understand correctly, GOAT's been around for two years now. Is that correct, Justin? Yeah, we started GOAT two years ago. Um, Dre and I used to play on a team called Power Lords, um, and we wanted to try something different. Uh, and Lewis and I <clears throat> went and played a charity tournament and sort of hatched the idea with another friend of our name, who's uh, named James Gardy, who's actually an old West Coast player. Um, and it sort of spawned from there. We didn't really have any idea who we were going to add on the team. It's sort of the first person we added was Spencer, who uh, I believe Lewis and Spencer have been best friends for a long time since their DDR years. They're both uh, former professional DDR players. Oh, God. <laughs> Spencer still like currently, not just former. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer's I'm former. Spencer's actually ranked, I believe, seventh or eighth in the world in Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of years playing the game. <laughs> Do you actually still play? or? Um, I've, I took a little time off because uh, dodgeball season came in, so I had to like, you know, put it in the back seat. But I'm hopefully going to get back to it in the fall. <laughs> You're no, lying. I, I, I caught you going to Dave and Buster's the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you going into Dave and Buster's to play DDR. No, no, no that wasn't for DDR, though. <laughs> uh, Steve, it should be noted that Spencer, within the last six months to year, had built his own personal uh, little DDR pad set up in, uh, at his place. So, How are we starting the interview with this? With uh, we're just gonna roll with it. Uh, I want to know does uh, does DDR help translate into dodgeball skills? Or? Uh, I would, I think so. It's my only sort of athletic background. I don't know. I don't know any other sports, or I never grew up playing any. So I would assume that it's helped me somehow. Whether it's like reaction or agility, <laughs> agility maybe hand-eye coordination. I mean, I've known some people from my Tucson days that play DDR pretty well, and I mean they had some good footwork. So I mean. If that's help. If that's what helps. And you said you had no sports background prior to no, that. No, none at all. How'd you get into dodgeball? Um, I was always uh, intrigued uh, as I got older, like around like my early twenties. I was uh, interested in doing like a adult rec leagues, but never really got around to doing it. And uh, a few years ago, I joined with a friend and got hooked. And once I heard about competitive dodgeball, it just like it was the next thing I had to do, pique my interest. Nice. So, and I guess that, that we can kind of kind of ask the, the the panel, um, and we can start with you, Dre. Um, how long have you been playing dodgeball altogether? Playing, 
Hi, this is Dre. So, um, I've been playing since 2007, actually. And that was just at some, uh, during the summer, it was uh, these big pool parties out in Williamsburg where they had concerts and we started playing dodgeball out there at the concerts. And from there, that's where I met people from uh, different dodgeball leagues. And then got into leagues from there. Gotcha. And have you so had any... Like, oh, good. It's been about 10 years now. 10 years. Man. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Have, have you played any sports uh, prior to that or do you, do you play anything else? Um, yeah, I play, uh, I play basketball, track and field, flag football, kickball. I do a lot of uh, different sports. And uh, I'm also a personal trainer, so it's just I've been playing sports all my life. And it's, it's translating to dodgeball, and dodgeball is a lot of fun right now. Gotcha. And this can kind of go to anybody. Do you guys all like live relatively close to each other or what's the, like the geo graphic with you guys? Most of us, most of us, I think all of us are in Manhattan. Uh, so anyone that doesn't know New York city, uh, who, Oh, oh, sorry. This is Dan. I'm in Jersey. Jersey. I'm in Hoboken. (laughs) The sixth row. Jersey. Sixth row. Dirty yeah, Jersey. Are, so yeah, they all hate on Jersey. Are, uh, in Harlem and uh, Spencer's in Hell's Kitchen, which is kind of in the West, in the West Fifties area. Gotcha. And so we're all basically within a five mile radius of each other. That's pretty cool. And so um, Edgar, since we're we're kind of on you at this point, um, how long have you been playing dodgeball together? Like, what's your background like? I had started. My wife actually got me into. Uh, Started through Zog, which is a, another one of the leagues. They they do a bunch of sports in the city, and uh, I had uh, uh, boxing background, and I had uh, so I like aggressive aggressive sports, and she thought I would like it, and I had tried some other ones that just just weren't quite right. Uh, um, I tried softball and kickball and things. And it was just not quite my speed, and then uh, really enjoyed Zog, and then one of the guys I knew in Zog or met in Zog introduced me to Sandlot, which is this uh, rubber 8.5 rubber league. And I, I prefer that much more. And then I started meeting guys, uh, Justin and Dre and stuff had already been playing in Sandlot. And I guess I was six years ago, something like that. Gotcha. So you guys all, all pretty much knew each other. Uh, we've been playing for a couple of years, kind of all just kind of came together within the last two, two or so. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we were on competing teams and stuff, and we all met through, as far as I know, New York Social Sports and then Sandlot. So they both had had uh, 8.5 rubber, and we met through the rec league there. Gotcha. Well, Dre speaking here, um, Justin and I have been playing either against each other and, and together for a while now. Ten plus years. But, yeah. So after... And we had... Dre and I both started playing NYSSC Social the same year, which was like 2007. He played on a team called Care Bears, and I played on Cojones Grandes. And from there, uh, I mean, basically we were friends like from the day we met. Right. And then when uh, yeah. two of our other friends, the Hud Hansel brothers, started a team called Power Lords, they asked us to join Power Lords and play travel dodgeball. So we've basically been playing yeah. competitively for together for six to seven years um but socially we've been playing together for 11 years gotcha and then yeah. uh 
Spencer Ann, and Lewis are all the youngins, the new guys. The rookies. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, no more. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think uh, this is Dan here. I think uh, Lewis Spencer and I all started in Sandlot Sports, which is like a social league, around the same time, probably like four or five years ago. Uh, for me, I think it was four years ago. Uh, one of my friends just brought me out to that, and I got hooked. And uh, it was a fun social league, but, it, you know, you weren't supposed to get too competitive, you know. And uh, I think we all kind of had the itch for something more competitive. And uh, we found Elite. And Spencer and Lewis started a team, Suicide Squad, three years ago. And uh, I played with them for one round uh, that season. And then I joined another New York team, Gotham, which is now nice last season and then uh and then after that season ended uh i kind of started talking to them again about uh maybe playing together uh getting back together and that's how i found my way under goat gotcha and uh so let's go let's go to lewis real quick um how long have you been playing dodgeball all together and um did you have a dodgeball well not a dodgeball did you have like a sports background prior to dodgeball uh i started playing a believe December 2015 uh Spencer is actually the one that brought me in um he had started playing like maybe three weeks before um so then started December and then a couple months later we we're like hey let's let's try this competitive stuff out that's when we found found out about elite uh we were invited to like the elite practices that power lords and Gotham were holding uh then we started suicide squad uh it's, in terms of prior athletic performance, uh, I played basketball, like not seriously, just for just for fun. And I played one wall handball. That I tried to take seriously. Um, but yeah, that's literally the only. Oh, can't can't forget DDR. Oh um, man, played that since I want to say two thousand four. But since then, I haven't. I stopped playing. I'll, I'll let Spencer. You know. Be proud of it, Lewis. Be proud of it. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm definitely proud of it. Like I've met a lot of people through that. A lot of great experiences. So, but now it's dodgeball has taken over my life. I wanted to let Spencer shine in DDR, so he stepped back. True love. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lewis. That's kind of you. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> nice. Um, and Justin, I think you kind of gave a little bit more of your of your background. You've been playing for for. Uh, about a decade now, yeah I've, and playing, yeah, I've been playing for about ten years. I was uh, I was just traveling internationally when I was about twenty four, twenty five, and I have uh, an uncle who's a half uncle who's not much older than I was, who sent me a message while I was in Thailand. It was like, hey, I just started playing competitive dodgeball or social dodgeball, and our team is terrible. Like, uh, anyway, you could come home and and join our team, and uh, so I came home not much longer, and I joined their team, and that's the team I said which was Cajones Grande. Gotcha. So that was really the start of, uh, of my dodgeball career. And basically now I've not, I've stopped playing every other sport basically. And that's all I play now. It's just, dodgeball. <laughs> I used to play basketball like five times a week. Now I don't do that. I just play dodgeball. Just straight dodgeball. That's awesome. Um, where did, where did goat come from? Um, and this, I mean, it could be anybody can kind of give me like the background on, on the team name. Why goat? Um, uh, uh, this is a good one. So uh, we, when we formed a team, like we just could not figure out a team name. Like everyone has something different. 
So then I think it was Justin. He was like, all right, let's make a spreadsheet. Everyone gave like almost a hundred names. I think it was like 75 or something like that. And everyone ranked each name, like, you know, first to like last or whatever. And someone who mentioned goat and then goat ended up winning out. Like I think James, by said, average. James said his nickname in New Zealand was goat or something like that. So he threw that out there. So yeah, goat ended up winning out in the 75 name draw. There's some good ones in there. What was number two on the list? Um, was it uh, Donkey Punch? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I still have the spreadsheet somewhere. I hope you do. Um, so when you guys formed up, like, was it um, was it hard trying to get um, in sync with each other or did you guys just like naturally fall into it or did you guys have like any growing pains um establishing because i mean you guys are fairly new team but it seems like you've you've done a pretty good job uh staying on top of the east region so how did that how did that come to be just getting everybody on board and on the same page so i think last year being our first year we had a different roster we had eight players um three of players who which retired uh from last year just age or couldn't really commit. We didn't have a total commitment of team last year. I think that's probably one of our bigger things. And um, this year, bringing in Edgar and Dan, we've had a much more full committal of a team. We've also implemented stuff that we weren't doing last year. We did, we've done a lot of video review of how our team plays, how other team plays, what other teams do well, what can we steal from other teams to make us play better. Um, so I think that's been a huge factor into our team. This year, um, I know, you know, you always think you're sort of playing smart dodgeball and you're like, oh, we're playing really smart. We're not throwing ball. We're not. And before this, before, you know, when we first got together, we started watching all of our matches from last year. And when you could just count how many times we threw a ball away and suddenly the other team had five balls and we had one and suddenly we've lost. Every single time it was basically ball control was the reason why we lost. Mm -hmm. And once we started to, to tame that down, everything sort of started to fall into place. And uh, it's been a huge difference in our team. But we still have our off moments where we're suddenly throwing the ball and we suddenly look around and suddenly we have, you know, one ball. But ball control has been a huge, huge issue last year. And that's the big difference between last year and this year, I would say. Gotcha. And what did you, um, if you if you don't mind going into it or if you can, what, what exactly did you still and what, like, what did you steal and from which teams? Or who did you, like, model yourselves after? I mean, I would say the team I would say we want to model ourselves mostly off of is, like, Rise. Um, I think they're widely understood to be the smartest team. I, mean, I think the way they play is, is often always the, the most intelligent way of playing dodgeball. Um, and I don't think teams in the East play as intelligently as, as Rise does in the West. Um, you still see a lot of teams in the East just throwing balls whenever they get it, not being conservative, not holding the corners. Um, I think that's the team I would say we probably probably model ourselves off most or try to model ourselves off most. Gotcha. And it's it's because I'm looking at Serge Ferrari's questions. Um, looks like we already covered how long you guys have been playing together, but then um, how often do you guys practice? 
so we practice once a week uh, on Wednesdays with the other four uh, New York City teams. Um, there's Arkham and Nice, which is formerly Gotham, and there's a new team this year called uh, Darkseid, which is a bunch of sort of new, younger kids. Uh, I think this is our first year really sort of into elite dodgeball. So there's a good amount of people you're practicing with, um, depending on how many people come. We usually have somewhere between 18 and 25 people. Um, and we try to do about an hour of rubber and then an hour of no sting. Um, and then as a team, we try to meet up on weekends, not every weekend, especially not in New York City when it's cold and freezing. But now that it's getting warmer and we have nationals coming up, we'll probably start meeting once a week um, just to go over different stuff that we think we can improve on, uh, try to implement some new plays for the new, for nationals and, and work on things like that. Gotcha. So when you guys practice, do you have like any, um, like any, any team, like inner team rivalry going on? Like do people go after each other more than, more often than the not Spencer, you're kind of smiling a little bit, but can you guys um, kind of explain well, we that a little bit? We always do this one catching drill where everyone basically lines up, and someone is on the line, and it's definitely a competition of who's going to get the most catches in the day. Um, I would say that's our most competitive thing between everyone on the team. I mean, everyone on our team is is a above average catcher, and and any given day, anyone could win that cat, catching competition. So I'd say that's the thing that we are most competitive with. And even during tournaments, <clears throat> we all keep track of how many catches we have. And so it's a constant, oh, I've got seven, I've got 10, I've got 14. Um, so throughout the entire day, that's sort of like our mini tournament is just how many catches we're going to make. And uh, who usually comes out on top? Dre's been coming out on top most of this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would argue that's because he gets the most balls thrown at him. <laughs> it's not a fair comparison. But so I, I had to practice. I wasn't the best catcher on my team, on this team. I'm not, so I was like, you know what? I got to learn how to catch more because they're going to throw a lot more balls at me, so I got to learn how to catch a lot more. Yeah, yeah, they just don't throw at Lewis anymore. Yeah, Dre took my title. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just because, like, Lewis started catching a lot more, so they just move on to somebody else, or? Yeah, the team's just, the team's just adjust round to round. You've seen big adjustments, so you got to adjust to the adjustment. Yeah, uh, Lewis led us in round one with catches. So I think people learned quickly that, you know, he's going to catch any single ball thrown at him. So his, uh, he still had a good catches in the second two rounds, but people just threw at him less. Yeah, I guess that's like a, the cost of proving that you're a catcher is people kind of tend to avoid you. Um, is there any one of you guys that, that draws like the most fire um, aside from, from Dre or like... Because, you know, like you have that person on the team that's like really hard to hit um and they'll draw fire for for the team and um is does anybody fit that role for you guys i mean usually i'm on a corner and and spencer's been on the corner for two out of three rounds so just as a corner you get less balls for sort of trying to do just because team expects you to block or you're faking at them so the the four middles are usually spencer or, or lewis Edgar, Dan, and Dre. And so after Dre, I would say Edgar gets probably the second amount, second most amount of yeah. balls towards him. Gotcha. Yeah, so, those are definitely our two top targets, our targeted guys. 
So, like, I, I kind of want to dig into to roles a little bit more, and uh, Alan Thomas gave a pretty good question, and that was, uh, I'd love to hear about any changes you guys made as far as play style or roles from last season that you think really helped you take the big step this season. And so, Justin, we can kind of just kick it off with you. Um, what's your response to that question? I would say our biggest change this year from last year was actually adding Edgar. I think one of our – the things we lacked mostly last year was – was on-court leadership. Um, I'm not the greatest on-court, everyone huddle, we're going to throw here type of person. And Edgar's just much better at that role. And bringing him in sort of allowed us to all sort of come together on-court. And I think that's probably the thing that I would say is the biggest difference from last year to this year, is just having that common presence on the court. Um, I do a lot of stuff off the court and in between games, but in-game, I sort of lose track a little bit, and he's much better at definitely calling out who we're, what our targets are, who's throwing, um, and all that kind of thing. It's like a field commander kind of role? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely much more of a field commander on-court general um, that I think has added a, a big factor to our team. Gotcha. And then uh, I guess we can kind of move on to Edgar for that one. Uh, would you agree, Edgar, or, or what improvements have you have you made personally? Aside from that, um, I know one one thing. I can't speak to last year, but this year of making sure uh, that everyone was, you know, just that all of us were on board to okay, we're all going to meet right to go over film stuff. We're all going to talk about, you know, if you're the opponent, you know, critique yourself. What are your weaknesses? Like no one just being complacent in. Oh, I do this. I. I block and I throw. That's what I do. That's my strong suit and just kind of resting on your laurels. And so I don't know about last year, but I was just excited that, you know, coming on this season that everyone was on board for that, for meeting up, for getting better, you know, from top to bottom. Um, so that, and then specifically to the, to the skill Justin had mentioned earlier, when we got to watch film from last year from GOAT, the biggest thing was a, a lack of ball control and discipline specifically from the corners um, and, and chucking the, the fifth ball a lot of times and sometimes the sixth ball. So that would be the uh, specific skill. I think that we've really shored up this season. Gotcha. Now do you have a, do you impose like any repercussions if that happens? Like if you guys make that same mistake and you're like, dang it, we should, do, we, we know better. Um, or do you guys just kind of brush it off and be like, okay, just I mean, don't do that next time. We, we definitely, um, it, after that game is over, you know, we generally will go to the person and say, you know, Edgar, why did you, why did you throw that? And if they saw that they, you know, if they anticipated a throw that didn't happen or if they were giving coverage and it happened, it'd be the fifth ball. So certainly holding people accountable and we get right to it in between the huddle of, you know, why did you throw that ball? Why did you throw the fifth ball? Um, and in practice, you know, we were, we didn't always make good on it, but a lot of times we'd call people out on, you know, jump squats and push-ups if you throw the fifth ball or something like that. Nice. Just to keep people on top of their stuff. Gotcha. And so, like, if, if somebody does something, you kind of you call them out on it, but you want to hear, hear what their justification is, more or less? Like, was there rationality yeah. behind that, or did they just, like, lose discipline? Yeah, just having, you know, kind of the whole – I forget who had mentioned it, but just kind of having a good IQ out there and just being aware of what's happening beyond just your opposite. It's like, what, 
what's transpiring and, you know, why are you doing that? Um, and just making sure that people aren't simply reactionary out there. Right. So that they have an approach and that they're aware of why was that a good play? Why was that a bad play? Not just having tunnel vision. Right. Or just like accidentally, you know, freak out and throw a ball and, and just cost a uh, majority or that makes sense. Um, and real yeah. quick, uh, uh, your name sounds really familiar. Like I, I'm trying to see where I can place you. Did you ever play in the National Dodgeball League tournaments? No, I had. Um, I was with uh, before this. I was with Arkham for right. two seasons. That's got to be it then. Yes. And then prior to that, I was one on uh, Gotham for two seasons. I wonder if I maybe have just seen your name pop up through Arkham because I, I know that that name rings pretty true to my memory. So. Just a random, random question, but um, kind of moving on to, um, and we'll do uh, Luis next. Um, what, um, and kind of in tune with what Alan had asked, you know, what changes did you make um, as a player this season that may have differentiated from last season or, or what helped or what did you contribute to the team that you like, can speak to? I know me personally, one of the things was not going for like the hero catch or, you know, whatnot. Like I would always be like, I'm like, all right, I can catch. Like, I know I'm a good, you know, good catcher. So I'm like, I try to make like the hero catch, like, especially knowing if we're down. And that kind of goes in tune with what I'm about to say is I think as a team, one of the things we, we've also worked on is learning how to survive. Like if you're down, you know, three to like five or six is, is not going for the hero play, just like slowing it down. Like I think one example, round three was us against dynamite i believe and it was edgar and justin left it was them two against maybe four or five and they just they just survived and started picking them off one by one so that was a huge thing for us that really helped us this season so so trying to be conservative and not try to overextend yourself trying to make that killer play where you're better off just surviving Exactly. Just, you know, go, you know, go for the block, you know, block and then assess from there and not necessarily going for like the hero catch unless it's right there. If you, you know, if it's coming at your chest, that's fine. But right. mainly the big thing is just making sure not to reach on something that's going to put you down. Makes sense. And uh, how about you, Spencer? Um, you're new, right? This was your first season? Uh, this is my second season. Second I've been season. with them since the start oh my fault so, so what no, no, it's all good what did you uh what did you change uh between last year and this year um so when i started on goat uh i i sort of had this thing where i thought that i wasn't good enough to play on the team yeah do so, you want me to answer this for you spencer since, since <laughs> I have no 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 it's fine <laughs> um so like i would i would go through these um these points where I would mess up on the court and I would start to like really doubt myself and my ability to play. And it would just, uh, that mentality would just roll over onto like future games and it, it would just mess everything up for me for, you know, and that happened throughout the whole season. So I just pretty much went into the whole, the new season, just, you know, telling myself, you know, you mess up, it's okay. Just get back on the court and do what you do best because you can't change what happened. So I feel like that was the biggest change that I made for, you know, being on the team. 
to kind of just like not getting hung up over past mistakes, trying to start with like a, a clean slate. And obviously your teammates had your back and kind of you know, forgave you for past trans- transgressions, I guess. Right. Gotcha. Um, this probably won't be picked up, or at least this portion, but earlier uh, when we were setting up, I think you called Justin dad. Can you explain that a little bit? <laughs> uh, I, I just let that started go. calling him dad because uh, him and Edgar, they're both like the family men of the team. So I just see them and <laughs> I don't know. They're just like dad-like figures. So I don't know. I think it just caught on. Gotcha. So you're, now me, Lewis, Especially since Justin's the one always, Justin's always the one bringing you up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> True. I spent a lot of time trying to pump Ed, uh, Spencer up. Because in my mind, Spencer could be a top five player in the East without without much. And uh, he never believes me. But I'm constantly trying to tell him that he could be as good as any player in the East. He's He's unbelievably talented. And if he just got his head out of the way... If he would use his head and think, we got his head out of his out of his way and just play basketball. He could he could be as good as anybody in the country. Nice. That's very sweet of you, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm working on it. You are awesome. Um, how about you, Dre? Uh, what changes have you made? I think earlier you made the comment like your catching stepped up significantly, and that might have helped. But um, anything else that you can comment? Yeah. On? Um, the biggest thing was patience. Learning how just to understand like not to rush the game but listen learning to realize like my teammates need to be on the same page with me and I can't just be like just running around the court just free willy and just like throwing balls everywhere I have to learn how to like all right slow my tempo down let my team c- catch up and we all work on the same page and uh being patient with that and also yeah working on my catching and <clears throat> yeah and being more of a um a team player, trusting my teammates a lot more too. Realizing like, you know what? If I go up here for a throw, I know two of two of my other teammates are going to be with me also, either either uh, faking or I'm up there supporting also throwing. So basically, coming together a lot more with that patience. That that was the biggest uh, thing I changed on. Gotcha. I think I would just say also watch it. I think Dre more than anyone wants to always constantly speed the pace up and push the line. At least it did. And I think when we watched videos earlier this year, I think more than anyone, it really reaffirmed to him that he was like, oh, wow, throwing that ball didn't help us. Like, we didn't need to push the pace there. We could slow it down and be and keep ball control and take take everyone out. Yeah. And we didn't have to always press the line, press the line, press the line. I think some of that comes – because, Dre, you played in some of those NDL tournaments at West, like in Vegas, right, with Tommy and Mike. Yeah. And, I think NDL does what was a little bit more fast well, paced than Elite was originally. Yeah. More aggressive. Whereas Elite is. So that's why yeah, I'm just. Yep. Gotcha. So it's kind of taking, right. um, letting go of some of the NDL um, experience of, of rushing the game and then realizing that Elite requires team buy in, slowing down, being more methodical. Because obviously, you know, the team that you're playing against is going to capitalize on, on those mistakes pretty quickly now. Exactly. Gotcha. I remember yeah. um, one time when we all met and we watched um, some of the games that uh, from, from GOAT last season. And every single, it was, I think, six or seven games that they had lost. It was specifically because the fifth ball went over on a 
on a counter attempt, a snipe attempt. And I think that was a big moment where everyone was like, oh, okay, this is, this is a major issue here. Like that's, so going to slowing it down, being more patient and more disciplined and just letting it unfold a little bit more. Because that's like a very clear, like, okay, momentum was definitely lost here by this action that keeps happening. So let's try not to, to do that and just make that adjustment kind of, kind of deal. And what Lewis was saying too, with the the idea of, you know, reaching for catches and then doing the snipe attempt. A lot of times it's uh, like, we never had any problem playing too fast. We had, you know, problems slowing everything down. So like this is the theme is kept speeding things up and having kind of a panic response versus just, so we kind of just made a commitment to let's, let's try that. Let's see what happens. Cause we have, you know, had issues and negative results with snipe attempts and reaching for catches. So let's stop that and just see what happens. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like you guys definitely, uh, you know, took a, took a, what do you call it? Took a page from, from the rise playbook and that's just slowing down and being methodical and just making sure that everything is deliberate and you're not just playing, you know, willy nilly dodgeball where you're just chucking balls and, and, and trying to get those crazy outlandish outs that you don't need. Um, I'm curious to see if you guys get a chance to play against them, how that's going to turn out. That'll, that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, and before we get into like future events, I did want to uh, ask Dan, um, what, what were some of the changes that you made for this season? Um, kind of going back to Alan's uh, question. Uh, I think uh, I'm similar to Dre. Like I, I like to push the the tempo a little bit, and uh, I was you know learning this season that you know just because I have a ball doesn't mean I have to throw it. You know, don't don't always rush up to the line. Uh, you know, I was excited to play, uh, like last year, you know, watching Edgar on Arkham, how, you know, disciplined they were. Uh, I was exciting to, to join up with him and, and the GOAT guys. Uh, cause I figured we, we would have a, a more disciplined approach on offense. And, uh, so that, that really helped me slow down and feel a little more patient. Uh, Justin's also, I mean, I'd say Edgar's more of the field general, but Justin, you know, he'll be, he'll be giving you pointers and that's really helped me this season too. You know, he'll point out and sit you know, situations like, you know, if your last man left, like why are you, you know, racing around, you know, you know, be patient, wait for a throw that you can catch, um, you know, or wait for your opportunity. And that's, that's really helped me uh, slow down my pace of play. Gotcha. So that's the biggest improvement. Dan also has a nickname that Justin gave him. I have multiple, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> what is but I think we, you know, which one we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> So Dan, Dan, uh, Justin gave him the nickname uh, Solo Hera because Dan had this tendency, uh, we'll say, say early on to mid distance ago of uh, you know he was saying he kind of rushes, rush, 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 and he'll just throw the ball. And, and then a few catch outs. He's not, <laughs> yeah, does not result. The results are not always in our favor there. Like we'll have five balls and suddenly Dan's throwing by himself, and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> and so, that yeah. was uh, that was. So I've made improvement. There's still room for more improvement, for sure. That was the the nickname was Solo Hera. Yeah, Solo Hera. Nice. Don Solo also works. Or or yeah. Oh man, uh, Dan Solo. I don't know if he's was... gonna. I don't know if he's listening to this one, but Joe Fernandez. We used to call him Joe Solo because he would do that all the time and get caught out, and it would just be just painful. Absolutely painful to watch. And um, in one of our uh, recreational uh, leagues, he was awarded a Han Solo jacket 
that I think he just absolutely despised because like he hated being called Joe Solo. But um, that's funny. I'm glad that to see that that's uh, a common thing. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask, kind of go back to uh, to Serge's question: who who designed your guys's uh, jerseys? Um, that goat is sick looking. Um, did any, any of you guys do that, or did you hire somebody for that? Justin Bosch gets credit for that one. So uh, I work at a television production company, and uh, my best friend at work is a graphic designer. So him and I designed last year's goat, and then we evolved last year's goat to this year's goat. Um, and then I design all our jerseys um, sort of off our look with help from from Spencer and Lewis and, and Edgar. And sometimes it drives me a little insane how many notes I get, but in the long run, our, our jerseys have come out really well both times. So I can't complain totally, but when you're in the notes process and you're getting notes constantly, it's, it's never fun. Spencer, you're just grinning very, very sheepishly right now. Yeah, we, we, we go through a lot of uh, nonsense trying to figure out the design, but uh, it pays I'll, off. And a lot of nonsense is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how many jerseys are you talking about having, too? Like 10 jerseys? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a new jersey design every week that they want to that they wanna make. Make jerseys out of. It can be exhausting. You guys have, like, uh, home jerseys, away jerseys. Uh, yes. Co- like, um, what did, who did it? it was, I think it was Rise. They had, like, maybe it was, it was one of the West Coast teams. that They had, like... Your round robin jersey, and then it was bracket time. Like, all right, guys, change into our bracket jersey, and just like, I mean, that's that's cool, I guess. If you gotta be that, have that much flair. We're trying to be rise. <laughs> you guys are gonna come out with, like different colors and, and brand schemes. Um, oh no, me, me, me and Justin, we're still gonna make the jersey with the New York skyline. <laughs> oh man, that that idea is still cool. I don't care. I uh, <laughs> So it's gonna be like the goat with the uh, the New York skyline in the background. It's it's gonna be, it, it should be a goat like on top of the Empire State Building. Oh Lord, <laughs> Godzilla. There thinking, you go. I was thinking King Kong. King Kong. Know. Yeah. King Kong, not Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, just looking at your guys's uh, profiles here on the East Region Team previews and. It's kind of a good lead in to, to the next question. And I know this is kind of like a gimme, but um, it said here um, that they, GOAT, will be, uh, is looking to be a very challenging or to be a challenge for any team. And obviously, you guys came out on top. And uh, Markel Stokes asked, How does it feel to be on top of the East this year? Um, other than good, um, you know, Justin, we'll start with you. Like, what, what's it, what does it feel like to? To, to come out ahead? Uh, it feels great. It's uh, one of those things where I, I feel like uh, it's not totally finished. You know, nationals are still coming. Um, I just sort of, I kind of want to put all that stuff behind us and, and focus on nationals. I know, I knew that we had won the East when we made it to the finals, and I didn't, I didn't want anyone to know from our team. You know, I had done the math in our head, and I knew we had enough points. And uh, I didn't want Lewis or Spencer to know, or Dre or anybody. And, uh, Colin Roddy from Nightshift ran over and told them, and as we, I was like, oh, shut up, don't, don't, don't tell them, because I wanted them to focus on the finals <laughs> against our Anarchy. Right. And I don't think that really came into the play, because Anarchy was playing so well that day, but it was one of those things where I was just like, let's just focus on this, this, match, this next match, 
and we'll celebrate the fact that we won the East afterwards. And that's now sort of how I feel going to nationals. It's like for about a week, I think I texted everyone basically, Hey, we won the East. We won the East. I can't believe we won the East. And now I'm past that. And I want to move on to, to focusing on nationals and, and proving that it's not a fluke and proving that, that we really do deserve to be the best team in the East. For sure. I remember, I remember like a couple of days after, like it still kind of had to hit me. I was just like, Oh wow. We, we actually won. And not like actually won more like, cause we always knew we were a top 14, like we were capable of being top four, but like when it happened and like knowing all the hard work and preparation, like paid off, like it was like, for me, it was like an overwhelming feeling. And I'm still feeling it now. Like I still tell myself like, Hey, you won the East with, with go. It was just like, it's so, yeah. it's so, wild. <laughs> <laughs> so wild, but yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. And now we look forward to nationals where we got a lot of work to do for there. Cause you know, we're going to be playing all the best teams in the nation, but we got this. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like what Justin said, you know, it's not over. It's uh, you still have nationals. You still have got the rest of the region's going to come in and, and take shots at you. But at the very least, you can kind of take at least a couple days and, and appreciate the fact that you guys got rings. Um, when we did the recap with the East uh, panel last week, um, they're just talking about how your guys' consistency is what won. Um, you know, it it could have gone either way for round two for a lot of teams had had bad showings, but you guys, I don't want to say coasted, but you guys just maintained that level of, of uh, discipline and... Um, that that ended up winning overall so I, I would be pretty pretty stoked if i were you guys um dan let's go to you man how, how does it feel for for you personally uh feel, feels great yeah i mean when i was uh joining up with goat this year I, you know i thought we could do big things and uh you know after after the first round we we kind of struggled in uh the elimination bracket and uh we were a little down you know we weren't sure you know how we would bounce back but we did and we put in a lot of hard work this year with, you know, some film studies and, you know, we had those, you know, weekly practices with the other teams, but we also had some on our own. So it just feels uh, good to, you know, all the, all the hard work paid off in top piece. But yeah, I agree with Justin too, that uh, I've, I've never played at nationals. I haven't played outside of the East. So I'm excited to, to, to prove it, you know, prove what we got to, to these other teams too. For sure. Uh, how about you, Edgar? I was uh, happiest for Justin. Because I remember, you know, last year, you know, every, we all have dodgeball buddies that we just, you know, text at 2 a.m. about dodgeball stuff. And uh, <laughs> Alfred, Alfred Kwan and, and Justin are my, my dodgeball buddies. And we would, uh, last year, you know, I would be texting him about Arkham and stuff we were working on. And uh, it was after, I think after round two, the, the GOAT had, they'd lost pretty much straight out of bracket. Like they'd lost one and then lost. And, uh, it, you know, we, I would be texting him and it was the day after, week after, and each time his response was, you know, I haven't really, I just can't think about it. I just have to, I asked him, did you watch any videos or what did you see? What did you find? He's like, I just can't, uh, I can't, I'm just not there yet. I can't even, I can't even bring myself to look at it right now. And uh, so I'm just happy that, uh, you know, that he's able to, uh <laughs> look at the footage and that we're all able to celebrate after I think we came in thinking, okay, we all, we, we believe in our ability. We're putting in the work. We could, 
finish in the top four is that was our, and that was our modest goal coming in. And then uh, after the first round, we had a tough loss to Z warriors, but we kind of just rededicated to, okay, let's just, that's a hiccup. Let's just get back to it. And I think we're all pleased is a bit of an understatement. So, but now like they're saying, we just have to put that aside and then just keep working and then try to show up at nationals and put in a good performance. Sure. I actually think that Z Warriors loss is actually probably our biggest, the most important of our most important match of our entire season, because I think it showed us that anyone on any day can beat anybody, and you can't overlook anybody. and And if we play smart, we could beat anybody, and and proved it throughout the rest of the season. You know, we finished I don't know six seven in that first round, and we definitely don't feel like we should have lost to Z Warriors. I don't think we lost them the rest of the season, um, and. I think that's, I would say that was the, the turning point for our season, which was a loss, but the most important part of our season. I guess definitely turned in the right direction. Um, I do want to go into that, but I'll, I'll say that for a second because I, I want to hear Spencer's, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts and your feelings on on taking uh, the region? <laughs> the rings, man, those rings. <laughs> I remember uh, joining Elite like three years ago and just hearing about those championship rings and like, thinking about how cool it would be to have them. And I'm honestly like, it, it's surreal winning with this team. You know, I love playing with these guys and I'm really excited to get, you know, going to nationals and seeing what we can do out there. Gotcha. Yeah, those rings are cool. Um, not going to lie, I'm a little jealous. But uh, last but not least, uh, Dre, how do, you, how do you feel? What are your thoughts overall? Uh, I feel amazing about it. Uh, even from last year, I knew I saw the potential in our team, and it was just we, we just didn't have the chemistry just just yet from last year. And then coming to this year, I knew that <clears throat> usually we beat ourselves. And I said, just we just got to take it one game at a time, and and that's all we did. We just took it one game at a time, and like I didn't even realize, like Justin said, that we won the East, and even on like our final championship game, I, I didn't even realize like in round two that. It was our final championship game, and we won. And it's just like it's so overwhelming, especially coming from Justin and I playing on another team that everybody hated, and we <laughs> it was just so hard. And then we created this team together, and and now it's it's amazing to say that we finally got to uh, win the East. And it's been many years coming, <laughs> and Justin knows that too. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it, it's it's pretty impressive to be a, a new, a relatively new team and overcome, you know, the typical like team dynamic issues and 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 have a such a quick turnaround. Um, but even more so to be playing for you know ten, eight, nine years or what have you, and finally getting that championship. So that's definitely got to feel good. Um, yeah. Uh, can I- I, like with our, with our team, the biggest thing I think with our team, we listen to each other. We didn't let our prides get in the way of like, oh no, I'm just going to do what I want to do. We we stopped, we talked, and we really said, okay, this is what we need to improve, and we listen to each other without saying like, oh, I don't like this guy because he's talking behind my back, or I don't like my this teammate. We really our biggest thing was talking to each other, communicating clearly, even if we're mad at the other person for making a stupid play, but the talking really helped out a lot. 
Yeah, I think uh, no one has an ego on this team, which really helped. And there wasn't, I mean, each round, uh, all three rounds, we had a different uh, kill leader at each of them. So it just goes to show how balanced we were. Uh, that no one needed the ball every time. No one needed to be the, the primary thrower. You could you all had, take a back seat. What was that? You said you had a different, what leader? Uh, kill, like kill leader. Uh, at each round, someone had the most kills on the team. Oh, kill a person. leader. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> As I said, kilt leader. I was like, that's that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a different guy wore a kilt each, uh, each round. Like, all right. Um, okay, we'll go for the guy with the kilt. He's the leader, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think also just going back into the... the talk about not being selfish we had two other members on our team and one of our members anthony Bambrola, who's been with me and dre forever said to us after round one i think there's too many people on the team and said i'm going to step back so you guys can have a little more chemistry so people don't have to sit as much and i think that's also been a huge difference you know we've the last two rounds we've only gone with six people to each round and there's something about the continuity and never sitting and always sort of being focused and being in the game it has made a huge difference to us as well um, because when you have that seventh and eighth member and you're sitting a whole match or you're sitting you know every other ma- every word match you just don't sort of get into the flow of the game and uh, I think that's the, the type of teammates that we've had where we've really been unselfish and him just saying you know I'm just gonna sit down these last two rounds for you guys so that I think you guys can have a better outcome just shows what kind of team I think we have. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty big. Um, that's a hard thing to do, and and to be able to, you know, hey hey guys, I don't hold you back. I'm gonna sit this one out. That's um, yeah, that's tough. Um, but good good on him for that. I mean, I mean, obviously good on you guys for for making good on that. You know, that sacrifice. Um, what uh, aside from because you mentioned Z Warriors was like a tough loss. Um, and we can start with Justin. What what teams do you recall gave you like the biggest challenge, or um, is it even fair to is it even fair to kind of ask that? Like, well, you know, I, I think that Z Warriors match in round one when we lost and we were eliminated from on round one was the match I think that that made us sort of refocus and focus on the rest of the season. Um, but in that same round one, we had a you know Anarchy was the new toast of the town and and uh, Katram was here playing with them. <clears throat> and we lost to them 2-1, but it was a really, really close match. And it all turned on, you know, Spencer hit Zaps in the shoulder, and it just happened to, you know, it was one of those throws that just happened to bounce straight up in the air, and, and Brandon caught it. But had we hit Zaps, and it would basically that was the game. Um, we would have had, like, four-on-one against Brandon, Brandon's a great catcher, so maybe he catches a ball. But you know, then we win that game, and I think that was the other the other match that we also looked at and said, "Oh, we can play with any of these teams." So we can hang. The Sea Warriors match was the one that sort of said, "Like anyone can beat us," and the the Anarchy match was like, "Oh, we can play with any ma- any one of these players, any one of these teams." Um, so those are the two matches that stood out to me the most this season. And you know, we won around. You know, we beat Rickshaw to win around, and that was amazing. But those two matches were the ones that sort of stuck out to me as, as the pivotal points of our season. That's pretty cool. So it's like, yeah, we can hang with the toughest, but at the same time, we have to be smart. Otherwise, we're, we'll be just as vulnerable. Exactly. Kind of like humbling and, and reassuring at the same time. That, that's pretty cool uh, distinction there. 
Uh, how about you, Dan? Um, do you feel the same, or was there like a team that you felt was like your biggest challenge? Yeah, I think uh, Anarchy is, is definitely uh, like Zior is probably the biggest learning uh, you know, the match that we learned from. But uh, Anarchy, yeah, we, we <laughs> still got to find a way to take a series from them. Uh, Brick Squad, that's been a fun uh, little rivalry this this season too. They they uh, knocked us into the loser bracket round one, and then we beat them in the in the finals round two. Uh, and then we, we met again in the, and knocked them down to the loser bracket in round three. Uh, but they're, they're a fun team to play. But Anarchy is definitely the, the toughest for us. Gotcha. How about you, Lewis? Uh, one team I would say is Arkham. Uh, we've been playing them, you know, since the, our inception of this team. And, like, it was for some reason we just couldn't beat them in playoffs. And, it, we and this is the first time like in round two was the first time like we actually beat them in um in playoffs and it was just good to like get that I guess monkey off our back because like all right we got them behind us and now we can like that definitely helped us forward in round two like we're like all right it's not smooth sailing but it definitely made it definitely like took a load off of us nice is there um and, and maybe this might be for you, Edgar, because you, you were from Arkham, right, previously? Yeah, yeah, I was with them uh, the last two seasons. Is there, I don't want to stir the pot, but is there any, like, not bad blood between you and Arkham, but is there any, like, like hard feelings or conflicts um, now that you're no longer no, with them? No, or? no hard feelings or conflicts. I mean, I certainly think you want to, you know, beat your former team. Right. Um, so that's, but it's all, you know, friendly competition. Um, you know, I had a friend, Alfred Kwan's had a moving away party. He's going, you know, he's moving back to Ohio to uh, join a, a practice. Um, you know, we're just, all of us were there the other night, you know, GOAT members, ARCA members singing karaoke. So it's all very friendly. Um, but there certainly is that you want to be able to, because we all know each other so well, you kind of know what someone's, best moves are you know what their tendencies are so it's there's a lot of that okay i want to see if i can outthink this person or outplay them here or surprise them with what i'm going to do i think that's definitely there and they're another they had been the top team in new york city for the last two seasons so i think coming in with goat this season there was certainly that okay let's see if we can put ourselves in a position to kind of take that spot um that's that's definitely there i would say gotcha any, uh, but then once it's once it's done, it's done. We're friendly off the court, for sure. So it, it you guys are amicable, and then but when when it's game time, it's gets it gets crazy. Um, yeah, for better blood. To, yeah, for blood. Um, <laughs> any any teams uh, for you that you felt like was was a challenge um, aside from potentially Arkham and maybe oh um, yeah. Anarchy? yeah, I have a I have a few answers. De- definitely. Um, with what Justin is saying, I think we were also um, excited about what we could do going into round one. When we lost to Z Warriors, it, it really could have been a moment where we just said, okay, you know, to hell with this. Just we're not as good as we thought, a bunch of stuff. Um, but we just, we certainly rededicated and I think had a really positive uh, rededication to film study being more patient, you know, fitness, fixing our weaknesses and keeping everyone accountable uh, to where they can improve. 
we had really, I would say, some great competitive back and forth. And I feel like we faced them in every round in, in a high-pressure situation was Brick Squad, including the finals, and then uh, in round two, and then a couple times in round three. And then we had had a tiebreaker leaving round robin for bracket place in round one. So we had a lot of highly competitive matches with Brick Squad there. And then uh, seconding what Dan said, uh, Anarchy's definitely had our number, um, which is easy to understand why, because they have a lot of a lot of talent on that team. Um, so that that's the team we have to kind of come up. I think it's on us to come up with an answer how to play them more competitively. Right. I mean, especially next year, they're definitely going to be after you guys. Um, one thing I wanted to ask earlier, uh, film reviews. So do you guys like review film individually on your own time or do you guys actually get together and watch film like like football would? Yeah, we, oh. all, meet, we all meet up in my office and we watch film together. I load up all the clips from our team and a lot of clips from other teams and we watch film together on like a big screen TV in my office. Dang. Uh, and we break it down uh, sort of play by play. You know, I think most of our film sessions are somewhere between like three and four hours long. And you guys all come together and, and sit down and watch dodgeball film and you're not herding cats or... I don't know. That's pretty... It's, it's pretty highly focused and and everyone's pretty... pretty you know, it's like, we'll play, it's like a play and it's like someone will be like, hold on, what did we do there? What, what was going on there? Like, oh, look what that person did. Like, look... You know, Spencer, you got to be faking more, or Justin, you got to be faking more. You know, it's a lot of nitpicking at each other, and I think it goes back to us talking about us as a team. Nobody had a too big of a head at all this season, and everybody, anything could be said to anyone at any point, and everyone was receptive to to trying to fix that thing that people said need to be fixed. That is even even when, even when we don't meet up for film study. Like I know a bunch of us, like we look at film on our own. Or, like, there, there are a lot of times when, like, Edgar, he'll post videos in our group chat, like, hey, look at this, look at this. So even when we're not at film study altogether at once, like, we still do the work on our own time, and we still talk about it, like, through group chats and whatnot. That's pretty dang cool. Um, man, I can't even get, like, some teams to wear the same same jersey at the same time. So, and, and, and that's that's funny because, like, I uh, I remember talking to uh, Tim Fullerton uh, quite a few episodes ago about this and about like team buying and, and just getting rid of the ego and, and being all in for, you know, the guy to your left and your right. And for teams that are listening that may have uh, barriers to overcome, uh, I really hope that they're taking notes. Cause like to have that type of uh, uh, discipline buy-in and to deliberately look at each single play and say, Hey Spencer, you should be throwing more here or you should be pumping more here. Or why'd you guys do that to be able to break that down without the ego and, and accept that criticism obviously breeds pretty fast results for you guys. So that, that's incredible. Um, oh, and I made sure to listen to that Tim Fulton chat. There were some interesting things in there that I took from there. There's been some interesting things I've taken from a couple of your podcasts. Nice. I would say in listening to Alan Thomas's podcast, <clears throat> Uh, his conversation about not throwing the burden and that when you have a three ball, the burden doesn't always have to be the ball you throw, I think was a big thing for us also this year. Because I think you, you do track into thinking, oh, the burden's always going to come. And I think that helped us to not always think the burden was coming, to always be ready that anybody could be throwing at any time. 
So I think that was also another interesting thing that we, we took from your podcast. Well, my work is done. Um, I'm wrap it up <laughs> after this. I'm done. <laughs> that's my contribution. Um, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. I'm glad people are, are taking notes and there's a lot of good, um, free nuggets out there that some of the, um, more experienced guys are, are offering. And I'm glad that that's not just, you know, residing out there in the interwebs. It's actually being listened to and heated. Um, I do want to ask Spencer though, um, you know, going back to that original question of, of teams that you found super challenging or any moments that you had, um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm pretty much with, uh, Edgar on the whole like Arkham situation. Um, I think us having practices together all the time, kind of like we just know each other so well, so it makes it difficult on the court, you know, playing against each other. Um, but other than them, uh, I was surprised that we didn't really play Team Awesome as often as I would have liked to this season. Um, I feel like those would have been some good games, things that we could have learned some other stuff from, but hopefully we'll see them in Nationals. For <laughs> sure. I, um, not, not, a, not a ding or a knock against Team Awesome by any means, but I really, um, I mean, I didn't really see too much of them. Uh, a lot of the talk was GOAT, and um, uh, anarchy. The, the, those were the two teams that seemed to be like the most dominant from my my perception out here. So it's and it's weird because like I used to think Team Awesome was the dominant East Coast team for the longest time, and that just goes to show like the competitions out there and, and people are stepping up and it can be anybody's game now. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think the competition's definitely uh, is definitely up. Up in the East, I think with you know Brick Squad and, and Goat this season and, and Clutch Mode and Arkham is always tough. Awesome, also I think just had some bad, you know, some of those matches you lose just bad luck because they, they're certainly they're they're definitely they're a tough, tough team. Yeah, they're contenders still, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, so in addition to those teams, Dre, did you have any any that you can recall or over the past three rounds? <clears throat> yeah, uh, clutch mode. Some they catch everything. I it's I've thrown high <laughs> balls, I've thrown low balls, and they just they good catchers. And they they beat us in that round, and it just made me so mad. But uh, but I know we could beat them. And I, I feel like our team now has potential. Like we can hang with anybody right now because even though Anarchy is like a really tough team, but I feel like we just had incomplete games against them. It was just, we beat ourselves, even though it's very, it's still challenging, but those two teams are really, really good against us. For sure. Um, I do want to, I mean, I could talk dodgeball all, all night long, but I did want to cover one thing and that was any shout outs or, or thank yous that you guys might have, um, whether to other teams, other players, to each other, family members, loved ones. Um, and we can kind of do like reverse um, and start with you, Dre. Um, do you have any shout outs that you want to throw out there for, for people that might have helped you out over the past three months or, or yeah, I guess three months? Shout out to my, to my team. But, um, I mean, I haven't been that very social, but this, this these past tournaments, I've been talking to a lot more other teams and uh, some great guys on these other teams that we just have a lot of fun together. And it's good seeing them playing now. It's like it's it's game time on the court, but when we're off the court, 
it's really good talking to the other guys. Because on the team I used to be on before, nobody wanted to talk to us. Hmm. But because of just a couple <laughs> guys on our team just always having end up also fighting people. But oh, I'm shouting out to most of the teams that like us now. Right. So that's my shout out. For sure. How about you, Spencer? Uh, shout out to the team. I love these guys. Uh, best uh, best people I've ever played with on a dodgeball team. Uh, I hope it continues for a long time. Um, big shout outs to my parents who came out to see me play on at round three. Nice. Um, I think it was the first time my dad ever saw like competitive dodgeball, so it was a it's kind of uh, you know pushback for him, but he he enjoyed it. He loved it. It was nice to perform and you know achieve that you know, in their presence. So shout out to them too. Sure. Uh, how about you, uh, Lewis? Uh, let's see. Obviously the shout out to the team, to the squad, you know, doing big things. I love everyone. Um, I got special love for Spencer cause he's the one that brought me in and we've been like the dynamic duo, like can't separate us. Uh, so big shout out to him and also big shout out to, Ari from Sandlot Sports because like he really like helped give us like the platform to like really show up like he's the one that like rents us rents out the gym for us to practice and whatnot so shout out to Ari also nice and uh obviously people that are listening can't can't see this but did you cut your hair yeah I, I had to so, summertime you can't I can't do it in the summertime. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Yeah. Gotcha. There, I went to Elite North round two, and like, I remember a bunch of guys from Corruption. They were like, "Who are you? Like, I don't like this." <laughs> this is a natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, good times. It's funny. Uh, how about you, Dan? Any shoutouts you got for uh, for this season? Uh, I, I definitely have to second the shout out to Ari because that's uh he he runs the league Sandlot, which is where I got my start from dodgeball. That's where I met all these guys, and he helps uh, coordinate the the week uh, the weekly practices we have with the other teams. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously the team, and uh, I mean pretty much everyone in in the East because everyone. I mean, it's great competition. Everyone's real friendly too. Um, you know, got a lot of congratulations after we won from everyone. So that's, nice. I just, uh, everyone in the East is pretty cool. Shout out to them. And this, this, uh, individual Ari, did, did we get a last name or, or what's his full name? Goldberg. Uh, Ari Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg. Does he play on any competitive teams or is he, he's just, uh, sets up dodgeball he, for y'all? I think he played NDL and he stopped a couple years ago. He used to play on, I think he played one tournament with Gotham, I think like years ago. He's had some real bad injury stuff. He like tore ACLs and like had sh- shoulder oh, stuff. Man. I mean, every other time I see him, he's got like something in a sling. It's like constantly getting <laughs> I think he's like addicted to surgery or something. Completely injury prone. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, last but not least, Justin, how about you, man? Got any shout outs or thank yous or. Yeah. I'd, I'd want to shout out the, the fallen members of goat, uh, speedy William Holder, who was one of our original members uh, James Gardy, Sal, can't pronounce your last name, Alazo, I believe it is, and uh, and Mike. Uh, I know you guys aren't here this season with us, but without you, we wouldn't have started the team. Um, so that's huge. 
and then also Anthony, who who took the rest of the season off to help us get to where we are this year. Um, those are the people I'd like to shout out, besides just my teammates, who uh, it's been a great year. For sure. And uh, you said Mike, so this is Michael Lease? Uh, Michael Leachy, but uh, I was actually talking to Mike Baglioni, who's, who was on our team last season. Oh, gotcha. Uh, he's a cop in Coney Island. And if you follow him on Facebook, he's constantly jumping in the rim, jumping in the in the ocean during the winter as like a polar bear or something like that. <laughs> That's uh, basically every Facebook feed I get from him is him like in the ocean shirtless. He might he might need to be <laughs> on soon. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Very cool. Um, and then my last question: This can kind of go into anybody, um, but I'm, I'm kind of mostly going to direct it at you, Justin. That is. Um, what are your plans for, for, for post round three? I mean, obviously all of you guys know, uh, it's not over yet. You're going to, you're going to have, you know, the rest of the, the region, the rest of the U S to contend against, um, are you guys planning any tournaments? Um, in the meantime, are you doing anything specific to prepare or stay sharp or what's, uh, what are the next couple months look like for y'all? So in the next couple weeks, we'll do a couple of video sessions of, of the top goal teams in the East, West and North or East or the South, North, and West to prepare for them. We'll also do a final review session for our round three tournament. Um, but then we'll just start, we're going to start practices up again weekly on Saturdays and just to get ready for nationals. Um, not sure if there's any tournaments. I know there's one tournament that's going to be in Ohio the weekend before uh, nationals, which is just sort of hard for me, especially me and Edgar as parents to tell our wives, hey, we're going to go away for a week, a weekend, and then we're going to go to the weekend <laughs> afterwards as well. Right. Um, I know a couple of us are playing in a, a local mini tournament here um, through Big Apple Sports, so we'll start that relatively soon. Um, but I think the big thing for us is going to be viewing sessions and, and just picking on weaknesses and trying to work them out um, individually. I don't think... I think the biggest thing is just trying to pick on our weaknesses and figure out what we can be, how we can be better, how we can be sharper. Um, and also just getting ready for a long, you know, it's one thing to play a weekend tournament, a one day tournament. It's a whole other thing to play a three day long tournament, which for me last year was the first time we played nationals. I definitely know that we were not as good our second and third days as we were the first day. So you have to conserve your energy and, uh, condition and and just get used to three days of of war, so to speak. Yeah, very cool. Um, and this question, I mean, David Tate's asked, uh, why did you guys decide to name uh, your team after Kobe Bryant? Which I don't know if that's going to start a debate. I, it looked like it already oh, did on West, the thread. That's a West Coast thing, huh? That's, that's an LA. That's, that's a simply LA person thing saying that. Yep, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I was gonna of LA would say that Kobe's the goat. I was going to just uh, gloss over that one, but I didn't want to leave David Tate's hanging. Um, but as it's He's not dodgeball related. What's up? Is your podcast competitor? Uh, more like con- podcast... Uh, cohort? Not cohort. Um, inspiration. He definitely... Uh, I talked to him before I wanted to do this thing on my own. But hey, dude, uh, I was thinking about doing this on my own. You cool with it? you have any advice? Because um, he definitely... I mean, he he definitely was one of the the forerunners. Him and um, Vince and uh, Mark Ackham and uh, David Benedetto with the uh, the syndicated. The car yeah, so, I mean that was that was cool and it was, it was fun. Um, 
being part of that triad uh, when me and Brett did this a couple years ago. So I was happy to bring it back. But uh, yeah, I mean, rival, I mean, maybe, but um, I would just say friendly. Um, I don't even know what the word is, but I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, Tate's is a good guy. Um, except for this Kobe Bryant nonsense. I don't even. Well, I will say Kobe, my favorite shoes to play in are the Kobe 9. So he's got some goat shoes. <laughs> Actually, uh, you guys, and I, I think we covered this previously, uh, Justin, but you guys are not associated with goat tape, right? There's no. Yeah, we'd like to be if they want to sponsor us. Though. You, you think, right? It's like a pro <laughs> shoe in. I, I've sent them. Uh, photos of us from winning on Instagram. I still need to talk to them. It's 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 coming up. It's coming up. Hopefully, just There's tagging. a team in the East Coast called Precision that actually is sponsored by them. Um, huh. They're sponsored by like four things, like a uh, goat team, uh, uh, like some coffee brand, some coffee drinks, like drink. super coffee, I think, super coffee, and and one other company maybe. Uh, I think it was called um, Wilk Engineering. I think something like that. Yeah, Kim Wilkie is the captain of that team, and she's been on a lot of the offseason, I think, trying to get uh, sponsorship for their for them. Yeah, their uh, their social media game is pretty strong, and actually, so that that's a question for you, Justin. Is um, you guys have like a website or or fan page, or how can we find out more about you guys and and keep tabs on y'all? Uh, so we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram. Um, Lewis is usually in charge of posting because my posting usually is misspelled. Um, <laughs> the amount of time like I recently had to change like one of his posts like I literally had to like go check and like pretty much revamp it I was just like Justin come on I, work <laughs> field. I don't have to type words I'm all about pictures gotcha um, but yeah, I guess um, if we post any videos I'm usually the one who's made a video I'll be working on a, a season recap video in the next week or so nice post that um, but yeah Facebook and, and Instagram are our big, our two big mediums. For sure, definitely need to see uh, some footage of Spencer getting down in that DDR. I want to see that somehow, <laughs> oh, sometime, some some way. Footage. We have a whole lot of footage of that. Oh my god! <laughs> Better yet, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Spencer DDR on YouTube. There you go. He has his own DDR channel. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want to say it, but he he went to Tokyo to compete for the world championships. That's oh cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience. I right, see so you're you're a pretty big deal then in the DDR world. Yeah, <laughs> he's well known. Nice, very cool. All right, guys. Well, I mean, that's all I got. Really, um, it was great talking to all of you. I, I was wondering how this was going to go, but I, I felt like it flowed pretty well, and I think we got some great insight on your team and uh, just your journey from. Yeah, relatively new team last year to coming out of East uh, on top. Congratulations to all of you. And, um, I mean, lo- looking forward to playing against you if I get the opportunity for Nationals, but I'm definitely going to look forward to see how you guys do. So uh, good luck, and thanks for your time. Thanks for having us, Steve. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Thank Steve. you. Thanks so much, Steve. You're the best. <laughs> I watch all your videos. I mean, I listen to all your podcasts. <laughs> Every single one. Can we get two glasses <laughs> and woo? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, uh, we gotta do it two claps. Yeah, what are you guys gonna do? Is that we're getting off? Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, who, Spencer, you do it because it, it somehow works when you do it. All right, let me get two claps and a Ric Flair. One, two. Woo! <laughs> 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 that was bad. That's awesome. Blame, blame the technology.
Delayed it. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Uh, didn't think that was going to go as smoothly as it did, but it, it did. So a uh, huge thank you to, to GOAT. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coordinating the time to uh, to meet up and, and chat dodgeball with me on uh, on a Sunday evening. Um, rounding up seven people is no easy feat, so I definitely appreciate it. Uh, it was great hearing about your season overall and, and, and learning more about you guys. And uh, like I said earlier, I, I look forward to seeing uh, you guys out uh, come nationals. So good luck until then. And um, for everyone else, hope you enjoyed this new undertaking. And if all goes well, I'm uh, fixing on doing the same with the rest of the regional winners as they come in. Um, and as always, if you guys have feedback, uh, please send it my way. And thank you again to everyone that submitted your questions. It just makes this podcast more interactive and covers some questions I may not have thought of on my own. So uh, that being said, have a great rest of your evening, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>